Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All righty. What a way to begin this show. We just ended Raw, the last Raw of 2023. Now we're beginning What Matters and you're walking into the studio with one of our listeners who randomly, Dean, brought us, especially you, chocolate, because he said you mentioned on the air that you couldn't find these bells. I know. And I'm trying to remember which episode in December I said it. He said it. it was the 17th. Oh, he knew. It was the, it was 17th. the 17th. Did it have to do with Christmas crack? Was it when we were talking with we Christmas crack? We were talking crack? about all kinds of different things, but you yeah. couldn't find these little Hershey Bells. He found them and brought you some. I know. Dean, it is just lovely. And I am going to open these up here and have one in a minute to celebrate all that is the end of 2023. It's very kind of you. Thank you so much. What is that cute little tumbler that you have over there? Oh, Cammie's... Um, this is the first time, my gosh, I've said this on the air. Her boyfriend. <laughs> my daughter has a... That's new in 2023. Yes, it is. For, for, in fact, when he asked her to go out with him, he said, you want to break your 21-year strike or streak of never having a boyfriend to go out with me? So he got me this for Christmas. It's my color with the German Shepherd on top. Yes. Yeah. I actually thought if it was yours. So like he's I in. Was, he's in like Flynn. Oh, he has to be in a like tumbler, Flynn with you. My color aqua with a German Shepherd. Yeah, he he knows me already. We're still definitely in the holiday mode, and I love it because did the holidays you, last. Did you bring the champagne when we walked out of here on the seventeenth? I did not. <gasps> I did not bring. So champagne. we have no bubbly to, have to no bubbly. Hey, Dean, if you're listening, you know how we didn't have chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to turn around your car and grab us some champagne. I, Just kidding, Dean. It, it, Dean, chocolate, it, it'll be chocolate for us today. Um, and water. That's what we're having. Yes, I mean, chocolate and water. Well, I mean, there'll be champagne. I take it at some point tonight for both you and I. What are you and Randy doing? You know, so Randy and the kids drove to Lima because normally we would go and have dinner with his family and then come back and do New Year's Eve with Traditionally speaking, we would always do when the kids were younger a hotel party, fun, so the kids could play with their friends. I remember and the when adults you did that. we could hang out with our friends. Yeah. Be together for New Year's, but separated in a way. You did it at Fort Rapids, we right? We did it in so many different places throughout the years. But now that my kids are older, it got down to just the adults getting together. Well, one of the adults is in North Carolina, and she was still going to drive up. Marie and Derek were still going to drive up to be with Heido and, Heidi and Iso and me and Randy. But they got sick. There's so much crud going on oh, right now. So much. My parents are sick in Georgia right now. All over the country. I mean, this is one of the, I guess, busiest flu seasons, COVID. Everything's just getting people. So a lot of people are sick. Anyway, she couldn't come up. And I thought, you know, Randy, you take the kids. Go do your dinner. They'll be back around 8. I said, with the way this new year or this year has been, I kind of wanted to end it just by myself thinking of my mom and because every midnight I would always call her. And so I just kind of wanted to do my own thing tonight. So Randy will be home and it'll just be us two. We've never just been us two on New Year's Eve before, ever. I think it's a really healthy choice as I'm thinking through it. I didn't know this until Mindy just told me right now what her plans were. So I think it honors the year that you've had and gives you a moment to take a breath 
into 2024, yeah. which will be your first year without your mom. And that's the hard part. I mean, as much as I'm ready to say goodbye to 2023, because it was a difficult year. And any of you listening, for those of you who have lost a parent, especially a mom, there's nothing like that mother's love. You know, a friend of mine said, it's so hard. Your life will never be the same. You lose your number one fan, your best friend, someone who supports you through everything. And that definitely was my mom. So to begin a new year for the first time in 55 years without her is definitely going to be different. So, yeah, maybe it's just best this year that I'm by myself. So are you going to watch a show, a movie, oh, sure. watch the ball drop? Like, Yeah, something. I'll probably do all that, but I've never done New Year's Eve alone before. So, What are you feeding yourself? Like, These details are important. I, don't even, I haven't even thought. I told Randy to bring me back some food. So okay. he's going out to dinner. It's a, it's a really cool restaurant in Lima called The Met. And it's about as metropolitan as Lima can be. Seriously. It sits on the corner of their downtown. It was not there when I worked and lived there in the Crydersville area. But it's a really cool restaurant. You would really like it. It, like, it screams little, downtown as much as Lima can. A little hip, hip it part is. of Lima. Yeah. Yeah. So Randy's brother um, rents out a room. So as much as the family can get together, we were just all together for Christmas Eve. So now they get you. together on New Year's Eve. And um, it'll be the first time that Cammy will introduce her boyfriend to the family, and I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of poking fun with him. But enough about me, my dear, my love, Michaela. What are you doing with the family for New Year's Eve for tonight? Um, You're looking out the window right now. because look behind you. The fire truck. Yeah, it's a fire truck with its lights on. In a parking lot. In an empty parking lot. And it's like taking a, it's it's taking a roll, it's Columbus Fire taking a roll around the lot, and now it's out. Uh, that's very strange. No sirens on. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Distracted. Squirrel. Um, tonight, <laughs> tonight um, you know, there is only one truly boutique hotel, speaking of hip places, in Columbus. You know, we have the Joseph and we have the Levesque, but their ownership is corporate. So this year, a hotel was built right across from our friends at Cosi called the Junto. Okay. And it's really cool. Um, I've been inside. I went inside before it got built, like in the middle of construction. And then I went inside actually this past week to their coffee shop for a meeting. It's so different. You just don't feel, you don't quite feel like you're in Columbus. And Columbus has a lot of great, neat, cool stuff. But it just feels like you're in D.C. or New York. That's the way that I'll put it with the way this thing is shaped. So we are going up to the top of that hotel. Oh, cool. And there's a place called the Brass Eye. It's a rooftop restaurant and um, bar. And so we're going with a couple of our hockey friends, and we have a reservation at 7, and, you know, we have to be out of there by 10, so that way we can get home and celebrate the new year with the kids, and we bought some fireworks. You know what? You have it all planned out to a T, and it sounds really awesome. What a great, great way to bring in the new year. And I have to tell everybody this. I finally, it's been way too long, like the first time ever, I finally made it over to Michaela's house because she had an open house, a holiday open house last week. And my goodness, girl, your home is just beautiful. And this is a basement to die for. I think it's the largest basement I've ever been in in my life. It's a big basement. It's so cool. Yeah. I like, th- that had to be a selling point for you. It did. I think the guy, one of the guys that owned it last um, worked for MI and I think he refinished the basement. I mean, I think he knew how to do it. And so the children live down there, as you might imagine. You know, that's where they go, and sometimes it's hard to bring them up. But it is, it's is—it's a huge selling point, and I hope, you know, it's a place that kids will come to. You know how I feel about this. Like, as Logan grows up and he has friends, 
I would feel safe with them at my house, mm-hmm. right? And you know, if you could find them, the house is so daggone big. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not Michaela's house; it's Michaela's mansion. Uh, it's not quite that, but it's it is beautiful. big. It's big. Thank it's you. Beautiful. And you know what? You know, got you know. Once the kids are gone, we'll get out of there because. There'll be a lot of room when kids are gone. So we're going to enjoy it through their high school years. That's my hope. I think you're either that type of parent or you're not. You're the type of parent that you want all the kids at your house. That's how Randy and I always were. We want them to come and play at our house, basically, so I could spy and keep track of them all. (laughs) Or you're the type of parent that go to someone else's house. Give me the peace and quiet. Either way is fine because it works for whatever type of personality you have and that you are. But it's nice to have that type of um, entertainment facility for all those boys and their friends. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So thank you for coming over. I'm really glad you did. And you do live across like a pond for me almost. You know, Westerville is not close. So Not where you you live out in Hilliard. I mean, it's like two hours later we found your home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you came and it was – you were just a good you, – well, you saw some old friends from Channel 4 there. Oh, yeah. It was so yeah. nice to just yeah. uh, reconnect. And did you watch the game last night, the Cotton Bowl? How heartbreaking. That was one of the worst offensive displays I can ever remember for Ohio State. I even put that out on Twitter. And I said, I can't remember them not scoring a touchdown here recently. And someone corrected me and they said, oh, no, no. Don't you remember under Urban Meyer – Clemson beat us like 30-something to nothing. I remember because I, I had a neighbor who went to Clemson. I remember that because the Clemson neighbor was super excited about it. But remember we were talking about it before the game, and I said you never know who's going to show in these games because so many people opt out because they either transfer out or they go ahead and, and say we're going to the NFL. So and, they, I t- and I texted Mindy yesterday, and I said, transfer portal thumbs down and I am saying that because that was a hard game to watch because as you know Mindy I'm a Mizzou grad and all you're not gloating at all no I'm not all my sorority sisters people went to Dallas for the game you know people were on the field I had one of them text me and say who are you rooting for and I said I've been really quiet about this game because you know I'm I truly am at this point I'm a Buckeye right I went to Mizzou but you know kids were born here yeah all of that and so they're just so excited about the win. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was thinking, man, oh, man, this would not have happened under different circumstances. Well, they kept showing the stadium in the parking lot, and it was not a sellout. You couldn't even get Buckeye Nation there in full force to represent because, plainly, they didn't want to be in the Cotton Bowl. They didn't want to be there. They wanted to be in, you know, your final four. They wanted to be in that playoff series. But they weren't there. And, you know, I have mixed emotions with I guess the the person I felt the most sorry for was Devin Brown. Anybody who's a competitor, you get that moment. You finally get to be the starter because he's been a backup all season long. You finally get that shot, that moment with your parents probably there watching you shine, and he gets hurt. And that's just so devastating. And then you felt so sorry for the freshman quarterback who has to come in. He was probably thinking, no way am I going to take this field. And then, yes, he does. He did. Always be ready for any type of moment that you get thrown into. You never know when your number is going to be called. No. Never. In life with anything. I'm not just talking sports. In life, you never know when it it is your time to shine. The question is, will you be ready for that moment? Prepared. Um, do you want a hot topic that today? I put it down as an option, but that's fine. Uh, the other hot topic I wanted to talk about is my new favorite American sports hero, 
your new favorite American oh, sports hero. I didn't even really care that this guy existed before. But now, <laughs> well, now you do. And, and he should be everybody's hero. Okay. Can't wait to hear more. You guys, we've got a pack show. We've got a futurist coming on this hour to talk about what he sees happening in 2024, taking a look back at 2023 through those eyes. We have a gal who's coming on to tell you what to make tomorrow for a great start to the new year. And on top of that, a light display that you could still go see tonight and you don't want to miss. It's all coming up on What Matters. This is 610 at WTVN. Can you forget all acquaintance? Can that be forgotten as you head into the new year? Can you get to 2024 with eyes wide open and accepting everything and everyone and a whole new chance to start over? I think that, you know, it depends on your mindset, Mindy. I I think it depends on your mindset. Some people are built that way. Some people have to learn to be that way. That's my answer. I don't know if you can do that overnight from New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. I don't think you can. I don't (laughs) think you can. But if you've been working on it, you might be in good shape. So definitely this is what we do every Sunday this time of the day as we talk about hot topics. And my gosh, there's been so many to talk about. Obviously, the big one across the state of Ohio is House Bill 68. Governor DeWine vetoing that on the last day, on the very last day he had the power to sign it into law. So if you want to comment on that, that is absolutely your prerogative at 614-821-9886. If you want to talk about the Buckeyes, that too. Um, What happens now? You know, we talked about after the Michigan game, should Ryan Day lose his job? Should he keep his job? Kyle McCord, what do you think Kyle McCord was thinking? You know he was watching that game. What do you think he was thinking as he was watching that game unfold? You know, I'm, I'm not an athlete, wasn't an athlete. I danced, you know, competitively. That was it. Um, but what I would say, if I had to get into that space, it's just sad. I think it's sad. Maybe that's why I'm not an athlete. I mean, watching it and seeing it and knowing how he felt and then the decision that he made, the whole thing is sad. That's my perspective on it. And maybe he said, what do you think he thought? Well, I told you, you know, you you think to the whole situation, here's a young man who won every single game except one, losing to the now number one ranked team in the nation. He lost to them in a close battle at their place when they weren't favored to win. You lose that one game and you're forced to leave, basically. I mean, I think he felt the pressure to leave. I think he had a conversation with Ryan Day and am I going to be the starter and you know, a lot of people say, well, he should have stayed in and fought for it. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. But if he knew the writing on the wall, these athletes want to play. I heard someone say the hardest thing to do for a college coach these days is to keep a backup quarterback on your team. Because they're because going to they're gonna get out. into the portal. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, you've said that it, it has changed sports forever. So has the NIL. Your name, image, and likeness where these kids can now make money. And then you're looking across the board, there's a lot of kids on a football team. Not every single one of them is benefiting from NIL. So if you don't think there's a little bit of jealousy involved in there, then you're crazy. What changes do you think could help? Are we too far gone? And I know there are some that are kind of on the docket from the president of the NCAA. But, like, in your mind, if you could wave a magic wand and have a different game ultimately, like whatever you would do to have that game look differently based on the transfer portal Like, what would you do, Mindy? I'd have to take a closer look at it, but I think there should have been some type of cap on a lot of these NIL deals because some kids literally are making millions, millions. And I do think that they should benefit because of the money they bring into their university. 
you know, yes, they're getting most of them a full ride. They're getting a scholarship. But if you think about the money that they're bringing in, they should be compensated in some way. But that should have been thought out a lot more than just throwing it out there. And so on three dot com had reported four days ago that Kyle specifically boasts an impressive annual value of three hundred and eight thousand dollars a year. This substantial financial endorsement underlines the growing significance of NIL agreements for college athletes. I would have thought it would have been more. Well, I, I bet you it would be curious to see what Syracuse, what he now will get there from going there. So, so that's the part that I haven't followed as much because yeah, I was disappointed. I Is that, that's where he's headed? Yeah, he's going to Syracuse, and he was on the sidelines for their bowl game, and they got slaughtered. So he's probably thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can help this team out." I don't know. We don't want to dwell too much on it. What it is, it is, and I just hope Alabama beats Michigan tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. enough will be said because I am sick and tired of all of these Wolverine fans coming out of the woodwork um, <laughs> talking about how trash Ohio State is. Okay, dudes, listen, you've won three games in a row. Ohio State won nine in a row. Come talk to us when you get a couple you, more under your belt. And then we'll see what and you have to say. everything's cyclical. If you think you're always going to win every single game in any sport, that's ridiculous, too. It's the up in hills and the valleys and the ups and downs of every sport. You go through them, you live through them, you die through them. And it's just, it'll, it'll turn around, I'm sure. Um, in House Bill 68, so in order for this to be, I guess, the governor's veto, if you want to reverse it, what do they call it? If To override to it. To override it, if, yeah. If senators, if the legislative wants to override it, if they can, they need 60 representatives and 20 senators well, when they looked at the last amended bill of this, they had 62 representatives and 24 senators on the side of making this thing go through, House Bill 68, the safe bill. But now there's some concern of will they stay that way or will they now go with the governor? Will it be overridden or will it not? That's that's up in the air. Yes. 614-821-9886, 614-821-WTVN if you'd like to chime in. Um, I thought the press conference was great. And Mindy, I, I understand and I told you this via text that it, was, it wasn't the way that you wanted it to go. And I understand that. I, I have confidence that things will be addressed through the administrative process and through the agencies. I think he put that out there and he stated the reasons why he he didn't feel he could sign it, and he, he used data, and he used some focus groups across the state. I call them focus groups, right? Talk to families and talk to individuals. So in listening, I thought, you know, it's, it's not easy to be in politics, right? And sometimes you have to make really tough decisions in states that are divided. And this is not an easy one. And you know the things that I agree with and don't agree with within that conversation I mean, I think you and I are both on the same wavelength. I think girls should compete in girls' sports and boys should compete in boys' sports. And so that portion I agree with, and I think we need to handle that. And he was asked twice about that. Two different reporters asked him about that in the news conference. And he said, well, I really dealt with this other portion. I didn't even get to that part of the bill, which I don't want to hear that. If you're the governor of any state and you have this really important bill and you took it all the way to the very last day, I hope as a governor of your state you did your research, and for him saying that he didn't even look at that part of it tells me that you're not doing your job. You know, and Jenna Powell, state representative, had put on Twitter that she has been working for five years on protecting women's sports. She said, the governor has tried to stop me every step of the way, and I won't give up. We've made it this far, and we will continue the fight. 
you know, it is going to be a fight, but he did veto it. We'll see what happens. And he said it was a gut-wrenching decision. I mean, he did say that. But one I'm thing, sure it was, it, it, especially know, when you have so many people in his corner saying, go sign this bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a tough call. And But, I mean, he cited the data wasn't there. 19 trans girls, 10 in middle school, and 9 in high school have participated in girls' sports since policy was implemented eight years ago including the six trans high school students taking part during the 22-23 school year. So that's the data per NBC on that part. But the portion that I get confused about, Mindy, and I said this, my parents and I were talking about this, the part that I get confused about is when did we decide we were going to go into people's homes and tell them what they're going to do? And that's the problem that I have with it. Not the school part, like going in about, like, I want to have conversations with my kids about how they're going to get treated. Especially when, like, I'm hearing about death and suicide and just really troubling factors. But then where was that argument when the state and the government was trying to force people to get vaccinated? Isn't it our body to make our own calls for what's right, for what we put in our own body? Why should the government try to manipulate me and, oh, I can win money if I get vaccinated. But we didn't get I can lose my job. Well, when people have to get vaccinated or lose their job, that's pretty much being forced. I know people in my own world that felt forced because the career they've had for years would have been taken away if they didn't get vaccinated. And I know people that's who had forced. to do it because they're in healthcare and they, you know, they were around folks, which made sense, I think, in a healthcare situation. So it's basically saying the same thing, but two different things. Well, these kids aren't working in healthcare. How about I make that analogy? So, like, I think going into homes, I, I struggle with, and I think anybody would. And I think as Republicans, we've got to think about that. I think there's a lot to be thought of, but I think when you're representing the state of Ohio, you need to look at the big picture. And when you have a lot of people saying one thing and showing facts on both sides of the issue. Yeah. Listen, he vetoed it. And now will there be enough support to override that veto? Time will tell in 2024. And if there is not, I know he'll do the work in the agencies to make to address some of this. Like well, I, told I wish you he would have addressed the whole girls in sports and guys playing girls sports because he didn't. He said he didn't even look at that part of the, of the bill. Not in the press conference, but I think right. more to come. Well, OK, but he had enough time to do that and he didn't. In my opinion, he failed his job. That's my opinion. And he, and he threw it out there because that was a big part in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And, and it was, was making national headlines. Right. With Riley Haynes, you know, exploiting the governor of our state of Ohio, saying sign the bill, you know, protect women. And that was all over the United States of America. She was spreading this. I think there was no way to win. There's no way to win in this conversation. Because you're never going to please everybody. You're never going to please everybody. In any situation, right? you look at data, you listen to people, and I think we'll have more that comes from this in the new year. This is What Matters on 610 WTBN. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.